Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I showed up at practice yesterday morning and the individual who was playing the most pivotal role on the top power play unit alongside a bunch of Hall of Famers was a 25-year-old who has no NHL goals to his name and two NHL games. Wow. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. The Penguins will practice again today up in Cranberry, and then they have a game here at PPG Paints Arena where the practice was yesterday. Tomorrow night against the Coyotes, they will, of course, take into that game the significant baggage of an 0-for-37 power play drought and a 14-game power play drought. And, oh, by the way, happy anniversary to everybody, or whatever you call it when it's just one month, but today marks exactly one month Since the last power play goal was scored by Pittsburgh, oh wait, it was actually scored by Buffalo because Eric Johnson deflected into his own net. But that's where this dialogue is right now. That and Valtteri Pustinen being promoted to the top unit yesterday. Important point here. I'm all in favor of Pustinen being in the NHL. I'm all in favor of Pustinen getting this opportunity. My only concern here, because it's not as if they have anything to lose, stick with it for a little bit. Try it for a little bit. Look, this is already a disaster. This is already a a running joke around here. It's quickly becoming a joke around the hockey world. So... Get it right. And the only way to get it right is going to be to give some number of players, especially on the top unit, a chance to work with, well, with each other, but also within a system, within a plan that puts all of them where they need to be. And I got to tell you, yesterday at practice was as close as I've come to seeing it through this whole month. And that's not to lavish it with high praise. It wasn't perfect by any stretch, including Pustinen's own contributions. But it had the right concept and it had the right layout. Finally, 
It went like this. Pustinen was in the left dot. That's a thing for him. That's been his power play look going back to his days in Finland, but all through his time with Wilkes-Barre Scranton. And he's pretty good at it for the most part. He'll get the shot off. He'll keep it low. And he's not going to miss fire. Your worst case scenario with him shooting over there is that there will be a puck loose somewhere in the general vicinity of the crease, which is okay. He also was tasked with dropping into the high slot or sliding back into the high slot, something that Ricard Raquel was doing earlier in the season before getting hurt. The Penguins have added nobody doing it since then. Eric Carlson was vocally admonishing Pustinen at one point to get back there so that Carlson had himself an outlet from center point. Carlson loves that play. If Genny Malkin was over to the right side, it was just something of an umbrella formation. He's there just doing his Geno thing. You know, he's a trigger guy from that side as well. And down low, it was Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel. The only difference being that the puck was repeatedly being collapsed onto the net. Instead of that Sid thing where he sends it back to the point for no reason, instead of that Jake thing where he goes and stands off to the side of the net instead of the front, both of them were going straight. And I mean in a straight line with Carlson when it was his time to shoot or whenever he would try to get Pustin in to shoot. Is it going to persist in a game? No, probably not. Okay, are you going to see the Penguins score a bunch of ugly goals with this personnel group? No, probably not. I'm not being dumb here. And I'm also not numb to the fact that Pustin has got no goals in the NHL. He's got five goals in the AHL in 18 games this year, none of them on the power play. So this is exactly what it looks and feels like. It's desperation. But it's desperation that at least makes sense. I asked Sullivan after practice if there is such a thing as as too much. Is there such a thing as too much change or too much tinkering? Regardless of whether we're talking about the power play or something else, it has to be something that's because you're moving a lot of parts around. You're trying a lot of different things here. But you almost have to kind of watch it, like with you don't want to do too much. Yeah, I think you know there, there's um, you know we we have moved a lot of people around and trying to and trying to find some success. Um, I think there's always that fine line between trying to work through things and giving the guys an opportunity to work through things and um, and then when does the coaching staff step in and try to affect some change whether it be personnel schematically uh, whatever it may be and so um, I, I don't think there's any I don't think there's any right or wrong answer there I think it's more of a feel thing with your group and where you where we're at um, you know, we discuss these things daily as a coaching staff on on what the best course of action is, and so we're trying to we're trying to find that uh, 
that fine line of being patient with the guys and help and giving them an opportunity to work through things, but also trying to be proactive and bring some solutions to the table also. So that that's that's where we're at um, with with our our whole team game, not just uh, not just the power play. So you know we'll work at it here. We think we've got the makings of being a competitive group, um, and you know we're gonna we're gonna dig in and, and work at it so that, that that we can get you know the results that that we're all hopeful we're capable of getting there are solutions for this there's no intelligent rational logical explanation for what's happening right now there's a lot of convergence of a lot of bad things from almost every direction there's a reason that it's never happened in the franchise's 56 year history there's a reason that it's already one of the longest such streaks in NHL history, because it's goofy. You're going to need to end the goofiness, however, with something really straightforward. Maybe, maybe this is it, but let's at least give it a chance, you know? Don't pull it apart after one period tomorrow night. When we come back, J1Q. J1Q comes from Tim who asks DK on the power play how does a coach motivate the players to start shooting low instead of going for that top corner shot over the goalie's shoulders my belief here Tim is that you don't and that's because you can't imagine the dialogue where you tell Evgeny Malkin Hey, Gino, we need you to shoot a little bit differently than you've shot your whole life. Or even something as reasonable as, Gino, we need you to take something off your shot and just get it there and get it there low. Well, he doesn't really have a low slap shot. Every once in a while, he'll get a hold of one, particularly from the point, but further out. And it'll be like a foot off the ice. And those are most commonly the ones that'll be goals for him. Those are the ones that'll get through and they'll get above sticks. But to ask him to do anything at all to alter the way he would shoot a slap shot or even a a three-quarter snapshot for his one-timer, you're asking for all kinds of trouble. You're asking for even more misses than he already generates. And within that, you're asking for more lost possession because the puck is either going to come clanging off the glass to one of the opponents or it's going to ring all the way around the boards and come out of the zone without the other team doing anything. Now, if you ask him to start taking wrist shots and just flicking it down low, (laughs) you know, this is what I mean by this whole thing has become so wild that we're even having some of these discussions. But you're not going to pull that off. You're also not going to put someone on there like, let's say, Riley Smith, or if he were healthy, Brian Rust, or if he were healthy, Ricard Raquel, even though they're obviously much better overall players than Pustinen, who, I'm going to say it again, is about to play in his third NHL game at age 25, because those guys won't have that specific, highly specific skill. And they don't. 
Smith isn't a guy who will blast it off a one-timer. And when he does score, he tends to go upstairs. Raquel, you know, I don't understand a lot about what's happened to Raquel this season. And I'm talking about before the injury, but he was hitting these kinds of shots, but they just weren't ever really threatening. And then Rust isn't that guy either. Rust is much more likely to be someone who will fire a a wrist shot from somewhere, try to put it in a certain spot, or to pass it across the way Phil Kessel used to. This kid can do that. And if it's the only thing that he can do, and he does it effectively enough to at least create some kind of chaos, create some kind of collapsing effect around the net, that's something Eric Carlson was talking with me about yesterday, that he wants to see the Penguins just keep shrinking the box in front of them. Keep stepping forward. Keep making the box that you're facing smaller. Let them be the ones backpedaling. The way he worded it for me was, we're the ones with the puck. We're the ones who should be dictating. And he's right. He's 100% right. But all of this is happening in the nuttiest context. And now, adding into that, this nutty situation with the 25-year-old rookie and... I don't know, man. I I like it, but I'm not going to sit here and uh, make any sort of grand predictions for how it's going to go against Arizona or, for that matter, the two games in Canada later this week. This streak could keep going for a while, but at least there's something that looks like it might make sense. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. And no, if you thought you were going to tune in today and hear something different, no, this is the issue. This is it. We're probably going to talk about it again tomorrow. 